I think we feel like we have to be true to our one emotion. Yeah. Like I need to be true to being joyful because it's hol- it's Christmas. And, you know, by golly, I'm going to be joyful. Frodo and Sam. It is. But the thing is. I recalled the taste of the strawberry you in the Shire. You recalled the taste second. of the strawberry in yeah. the Shire. And, and honestly, for us, the beauty of Christianity is, is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. But he didn't walk. Just as a man, fully man, fully God on earth, he died. He he was in the grave for three days. He, he resurrected and he ascended. And now he sent the helper with us, who is our Sam. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! How Yay. are you, Anna Gray Smith? Uh, well, I was deep in contemplation this morning, but after really? we, yeah, uh, yes, well, when we I were. first woke up, but yeah. now I feel high on life and laughter, and I think yeah. laughter is good for the soul. It is. How do you feel? I enjoyed last night. We had a fabulous ta- time. We had Dylan Dry, who is musician, songwriter, um, singer. Editor Band person, editor, editor. Uh, we had Caleb Hughes, um, who is just amazing. He could shred the electric guitar like there's no tomorrow. Uh, but he played acoustic. We had a bonfire. We had Sarah, who plays what thirty instruments. She is a prodigy. She is a prodigy, and she knows. She she's as humble as they come. Beautiful voice. Um, just beautiful spirit all around. And so we're sitting out on the bonfire. We're watching it. I almost said, I'm too old for this. It's too cold. But I pushed forward and we went out there and it was really, really a dry cold. But it was so beautiful because we we heard the violin just echo over the land um, that Sarah played and the music and the songs. And we heard uh, Dylan Dry and all his band Um play their new music and it was just a magical night it felt like bomb to my soul i think that's how i described it to him i texted him this morning and thanked him for you know everyone for the music because i think life can be so overwhelming anxiety inducing and last night i'm not even a i can't always just sit down listen to music either and feel like relaxed Mm -hmm. but there was something interesting about just feeling kind of on the sidelines in a good way, just like yeah. an observer and savoring the music. And I felt like really deep peace in I my soul. Too. You know, and, and I seeing know, them all so passionate about it. They were all just so connected, but it felt like a communal thing, not just like, oh, we're doing yeah, our thing they, for you. We were brought into the story. Yeah. Uh, but what I loved great. about it too, I didn't feel this sense of, well, I need to react this way. I need to pay attention that way. Um, I just... I just yeah. deeply was in the moment. Um, I, I would look away at times and just think about the violin just echoing over the, the land. Um, it, it was mandolin. Just, and I feel the like mandolin. I was in Italy again. It was I, the most gorgeous mandolin I've ever seen. It had oh inlaid pearl. I have to do some research on it because there's history behind that sucker. Uh, it was a beauty. It, it brought me beauty. right back to being in Florence. And uh, there was a man who was playing guitar. It wasn't a mandolin, but... When she was just warming up in the yes. most aesthetically beautiful way. I just, it literally felt like, you know, I feel like in your chest when you don't know if you're going to like cry or feel nostalgic yeah. or just feel like really overwhelming 
Maybe nostalgia is the word. It was weird. Yeah. It was like that. And it I was a good like nostalgia. It wasn't one of those. Yeah, no, not uh, a bad one. Break your heart. Yeah. It, it was a beautiful nostalgia. Yeah. But there was something so, I, I, I think you picked up on it. We felt so included. It wasn't, it wasn't a performance. We were there with them. We were living the experience with them. And, you know, we would clap or, or do something. Occasionally I would, you know. I don't even know what I did, but it didn't matter because I felt yeah. apart. Yeah, it felt and so it connected. Was so beautiful. When so he it, comes out with this album, because I know yeah. they're in the works of it, yeah. I 100% will listen to it with my windows mm-hmm. down because it's the kind of music where it feels so relatable right. to the human experience. It's not. It's a story. It is. It's, it's a not story. the cliche regurgitated stuff mm-hmm. you can hear on pop radio right. and there's some good music out there i love pop but there was something different about yeah. it, th- it this this music had heart it was so raw and it had soul so and it was raw and but uh, inviting and I, it was delightful and i enjoyed every minute of it and then it got too cold and we came in and everybody parted and went their ways and here we come to our podcast I start, I did something, I looked at my emails, I mean, my texts. Um, and did that change how you felt uh, from last I night? I started just, mm, because as I, I told you in another episode, um, my sister and my brother and, and heart are going through a really, really rough time. And she she was telling me, about, and I'd missed her call, and, but we were out enjoying this evening, and I left my phone rightfully behind, um, and I missed her call, and her voice, uh, you, you kind of have to catch her voice when she calls because she's ministering to her husband, she's tired, they, they're just, they've they've battled for 24 months of a constant battle with the exception. I had said 10 months, but it's only, it was only three months of break. And then it started up again. So I, I just, my heart, my heart just went out for my sister and my brother and heart. And then I started thinking about all the other things that were on top of me. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this cascading effect where you start thinking the things that are wrong uh, with it, you know, and worrisome in the people that you love um, where, you know, health wise, mental health wise, whatever the case may be, might be going on with them. And I, I, so I went to bed. Um, I, I was like, what, from a hundred to, you know, <laughs> Ground zero. And then in the night, we we had talked about this. In the night, I said, Lord, please, please, please don't let me battle sleep. Don't let me have breathing problems because, you know, I have that. I I find myself holding my breath and I I catch myself. And last night it happened three times. And I was like, finally, on the third one, I sat up. I was very alert, sat up on the edge of my bed. And in a gray, it feels like in my head, I've in my body, I felt like I forgot how to breathe. I can't breathe. And I just remember saying, well, I guess this is it. Uh, this, uh, this one, I guess I'm not going to get out of this. Um, so you're like foretelling your death. Yes. Well, oh it was that. And I knew, I knew I was talking to the Lord. Like, I guess, I guess I'm not going to get out of this one. You know, like I, I'm not going to catch my breath because it felt 
like a massive struggle. And then all of a sudden I take a breath. Um, and I just say to the Lord, I say, Lord, 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 I love you so much. There's so much going on. And I realize there, there's got to be a, there's got to be a tie into stress with these things that happen. Um, and I just, I said, Lord, you know, could I just get some sleep, please? And, and it, it, it sounds almost sometimes it, I don't know. I I can feel like I'm condemning him for not giving me a perfect life when he has given me a perfect eternity starting, you know, when I turned 39 and I gave my heart to him. Um, but there are just some days you're just so weary. And then I thought about my sister and my brother and her, what their cries must be like right now, you know, just, just horrible. So that's what, and I woke up heavy on my mind this morning, and it all of a sudden it was the financial situation of the country, it was the divide in the country, it was the hearts and minds of people. It, it just kept spiraling, spiraling. So I um, did the smart thing and opened up the book of Acts, which was my reading, and I read, I just kept reading and reading and reading. Um, but you had yeah. your Riga too, because yeah. when I woke up. I had two voice memos <laughs> from mm. you, but it's I mm. I understand mm. the vivid dreams and struggles in sleep. I find that within myself, that's when the enemy attacks. I don't want to say the most, yeah. but yes. really, I don't want to say it's only the enemy that puts dreams in because sure, sometimes it's just my psyche and culmination of thoughts, but. It's like when you have those dreams, and I know we've both experienced them mm. recently, that feel so spiritually bizarre. Mm. And you wake up, you can go from, as you said, 100 to feeling this just weird feeling in your chest. Mm. Whereas last night I had that feeling in my chest that was light and mm. joyful and really just, I felt mm. soothed in a lot of ways. You know, like I could just fully exhale. Mm. And then you think about you know, you get the text, you open your phone and it's crazy how one, at least for me, mm -hmm. one small thing can bring that overwhelming joy and peace to thinking about not just everything that's wrong in a pessimistic way, mm -hmm. but this really deep angst mm -hmm. in my heart and soul. Yes. And I know we've talked a lot about that on our podcast episodes, like our, how we've dealt with anxiety mm -hmm. and winter melancholy, mm -hmm. melancholy, seasonal depression, but when you have just when you have one piece of bad news or even a dream, it's like this domino effect. And for me, at least, it feels like this mental racetrack of deep anxiety and fear over my life, over things that haven't happened that I thought should have happened. That it feels like this impending doom. Right. Around the it corner. does. Yeah, it spirals. It does, and it's weird that mm. it happens so quickly and around the holidays yes, too, it's which is. Funny because mm. I think there's the there's almost this assumption of how you should feel during the holidays and especially on Christmas mm. that there's this expectation to feel warm, fuzzy, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's I know for a lot of people even today are experiencing a deep struggle with you know maybe failed expectations of life, maybe it's loss, um, maybe it's the love life they wish they had they didn't have which Dylan Dry and his crew wrote a fantastic song about that last night. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind it of a lot to speaks, be, you know, yeah. and our relatives, loved ones who are sick and yeah. who you're having to watch crawl through the fire, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
I think it also, it brings up, like you were saying, it brings up all the loss that we have. Yeah. You know, and I mean, this is not anything unusual. This is not fresh. Everybody knows it. But it's still stunning to you. Because um, when we celebrated Thanksgiving this year, it was the fifth one without my mom. Um, And so all I could think of is, why does everything happen now around Thanksgiving? You know, uh, and and it, it's odd because I was very, very, I'm, you know, can you be joyful during these hard times? I don't know. I think so because I am. But, and it's not a, I'm not suspending disbelief. Um, and, but then part of you feels guilty for feeling hopeful during those times, you know, while somebody else is suffering or someone has suffered, or you have lost. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I told you I wanted to equate it to um, The Lord of the Rings. Yes! yes. Ooh, and I was the tea on that. really, really thinking Frodo about Baggins. it. Because I always watch them in January. I watched that from The Hobbit on, and I know all you readers out there are JRR fans, um, I love you guys. You are my heroes. I've mentioned this before, but I just cannot read his books. I'm going to try The Hobbit. I will try I The Hobbit you, though. in I, 2024. I the movie, yeah. I I am indeed a film over the books person. Yes. And I've read one. We, and are, I, we, are, <sighs> we are far less people than the people who read the books. So I will say I will try to read The Hobbit in 2024, but um, I – I was just thinking of the last movie of the Lord of the Rings, and I can't remember, The Return of the King. Um, and I w- for some reason, um, I thought about this part sometime during this period of going from wonderful hope to, you know, crashing down. I, I was thinking about them climbing, the actual climb up to the mountain of Mordor. And there's this moment where, you know, it, it is, it's really well done because it's just, it, you know, in any movie, it's like they get there, they get there, and then, they, of course, they slide down 10 feet. <laughs> right you know? before the ring slips from his finger <laughs> right. and its fingers bend Well, off. and this was even before that. This was even Ooh. before that. So they were on the outside. They weren't even in, near oh, the fire. Oh, that climb. That climb. Uh, um, yeah. And you, you, you see them out and you think, okay, guys, just 10 more steps, 10 more steps. And then you look and it, it, it looks and unsurmountable. I feel so dehydrated during watching these scenes. But but that's the part I want to talk about. Um, Because I'm thinking about Sam, who was definitely an encourager along the trip, you know, all along. And uh, Mr. Frodo's, but he's he comes out, he's just, I'm just the gardener, you know, I'm just the gardener, but he's more than that. He, he's really an encourager. Um, so he, they're, they're standing and I can't remember the exact cause I haven't watched it for 2024 yet, but there's this moment where like it, all hope is lost. All hope is lost for between both of them. There's this low, low point that even saw, you know, Sam Wise Ganji is without hope. It seems and Mr. Uh, Mr. Frodo, Mr. Frodo says something about they're they're thinking about the Shire, and I can't remember what he said. Is I've forgotten the taste. I was yeah. just I quote that I can't recall the taste of strawberries. Yeah. So. That's exa- <laughs> yes! exactly it. Oh my god! But something Shit. in 
Frodo's lack of oh, honesty and his statement, and it wasn't even a lack of hope at that point. It's like a total, you can't remember the goodness yeah. of hope. You can't remember what savoring anything and feels it, like. Because it's all been such a battle. Up he's the, the psalmist. He is. For he's, a moment. He's the psalmist, but there's a there's one who also is alongside him. He's a, John, you know, David and Jonathan. Yes. Um, and I think that is the moment, and I don't remember how it works out, but in my head it worked out. I think that was the moment that Sam got his got his hope back in the sense of we are going to do this. He got his encouragement back. He was like, okay, my my Mr. Frodo can't remember the taste. We may not get out of this, but we're going to do something. And when he says yeah. that he can't carry it for him, but he yes, can carry, carry him. him. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it gives me chills. It gives me chills, but it, it reminds time. me of the battle. It, it reminds yeah. me of the battle. It reminds me that even in the hopeless, there's something else there. But, we, but the, you know, we're talking right now about being in the hopeless. Um, but there is something that eventually triggers hope. But it, it takes a while. I mean, you think about the whole story of them walking in Mordor. Every time they end one of the movies with the, the shot of Mordo, you're like, <laughs> it's never. <laughs> then he goes in and his dang fingers bitten off. And you're like, okay. But, well, but. We have a phalange. I know that. That was a cold piece of gold on it. It was like, <laughs> stitches, somewhat. <laughs> and a frog human like thing prowling around. That's right. Yeah, he was kind of frog. It's almost like yeah. during seasons of trial, grief, hardship, where you, it's almost like your brain can't remember no. what it goodness is like. No. And I know, I know my we've each can't. gone through that yeah. ourselves. People in your family are going mm-hmm. through it like right now. Yeah. You know, where it's, you know, you've experienced goodness mm-hmm. and you know that you've experienced the sweetness of mm-hmm. it. But when you're walking through the fire, all you feel is the fire. You don't yeah. feel the cool breeze. You don't feel the refreshing spring rain. No. No, it's, it's dry. It's volcanish. It's black rock. It's, it hurts. My sister was talking about a physical pain that she had on her shin. She couldn't even remember where she got it. Um, you know, they just, um, they were both, and she had given me permission to talk about this. They both... He, he couldn't get out of bed because he has been such a warrior um, fighting this. And she, I mean, you could just tell, I'm done, I'm done. And he, he's been Frodo and she's been Sam. Um, and there does come this point where you can't remember. And, I, you know, to hear, to hear her laugh, I made her laugh. I think we talked about it on another podcast, but I made her laugh. But it was months ago that she laughed. And, I mean, I I heard her laughter again. I was like, wow, that's what it sounds like. When we, that's what we're known for. You know, even on Thanksgiving, years ago when we were um, young adults, we would sit under uh, at the Thanksgiving table when my dad prayed and we'd kick each other. And, And, like, we would always get... Dad's dirty looks. He plays <laughs> during the, It wasn't footsie, it was footsie. And oh. we were like seeing who can make the other one have a noise, make a noise. Um, 
And then we would get the look from the, my dad. But it has been so long since I've heard her laugh. And I guess, too, what comes with the hopelessness um, and this or the hopeless is, you know, is it going to ever get better? Is it ever going to turn around? Um, and if it doesn't, that means, yes, you know, someone could, and he's a believer, so someone could, you know, can die. Someone can, his next waking moment will be, you know, with the Lord Jesus. I mean, what what could be better, right? But that person is here on earth. And you wonder, can she, you know, the temper, we want him out of pain. And there's this temporary moment of just saying, yes, yes, we, dear Lord, dear Lord, please, no more pain, no more pain. And we know what we're asking. If, if the, you know, the next treatment doesn't work, no more pain. Uh, but I also know for her when she, she says something like that, what that means for her. And, I mean, they are a beautiful, beautifully connected fan, uh, couple. And, you know, and I had to remind her, I said, I said, Robin, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Because she kept talking about um, their retirement and walking it together. I said, Robin, it's going to be even better than you ever asked and imagined. And, and we may have mentioned this in one of the podcasts, but she's, she's going to, I said, you're going to be walking with Lee, with the Lord in heaven and then on mm -hmm. the new earth for an eternity. It, your, retire, your retirement is going to be blown out the window, the one you expected on earth compared to the one in, in heaven and on the new earth. But and it's so, so hard to like wrap it. Because she we've did. never experienced eternity yeah. wrapping a mortal mind yeah. around that. But she it's, she received that for a second, but then you get back in the nuts and bolts of life and death. Yeah, and, but finish what you were saying. No, no, yeah. I'm just echoing what you're saying because I, I think that as humans having a very human experience, even though ultimately we're spiritual beings, right. you know, we were created for eternity. But it's almost like we can't even process what the eternal life mm. will be like because we've only experienced the brief human experience, not yeah. to sound like overly philosophical yeah. about it. And I think there's something too with people who are experiencing pain, loss, grief, whatever that looks like, mm. you know, whether it is experiencing loss in the form of a breakup, of divorce, mm -hmm. a separation, mm -hmm. death. Um, it's something where I think when you're walking through that fire too, it almost feels like, I mean, I have not experienced this exact mm -hmm. situation. I've experienced loss in my own forms and fashion and grief, mm -hmm. very different. We've each experienced that in different right. ways, mm -hmm. but I can remember in 2021, this feeling of, I'm not allowed to enjoy something, even when joys come, even mm -hmm. I remember thinking, Oh, even when someone makes me laugh, I, I can't do that because this isn't my reality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also, Ooh. and especially mm -hmm. with your sister's situation and a battle with cancer, mm -hmm. you know, and her husband, that is something that probably takes up her every thought of the it day, does. you know, and especially when you've done life with somebody for so long and you have these hopes and things you 
wanted to see come to fruition on earth and experience while you're both still, you know, alive and well and, and functioning to your utmost capacity, you know? And I think that, I think that it's perfectly natural to, to grieve and to feel it. Mm. But there's the one part of, I think culture that says, Oh, but you should always find the positive. And I'm an advocate for being able to have joy when it comes, but Mm -hmm. also if you don't feel it Mm -hmm. when it comes and especially around the holidays too, when everything is like merry and bright, Mm -hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that. And if you can savor it, savor it, but it's also okay if you need to cry, if the warm fuzzies don't come. And I think, that when people are walking through grief and hardship, it's okay to sit with those feelings, yes. not to let them consume you forever. Right. And they're not forever. I, mm-hmm. I've i said it before and I'll say it again. I think of emotions as like visitors, which mm-hmm. sounds weird, but oh, wow. you know, I don't think there's one particular emotion we should feel all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a place for joy. Mm-hmm. There's a time for sadness and grief, you know, and grieving with those who grieve. Right. Um, But I also think that – I think it's interesting because how how do you experience joy when you're going through something that's so hard? I know your life, you've you've lost loved ones in very different forms, earthly forms and eternal forms. I mean, how did you go through that? Because you're someone who I would look at, whose life I would look at and think, wow, not that – I think you walked through the fire and you didn't walk out unscathed, but there was always a deep hope within yeah. you through them. You know, I, hmm, that's a good question. Well, looking back at my childhood, no, I, and I say that jokingly, um, I did, there was a lot of childhood things that stayed with me as I've stated before. Um, that there were different deaths that really affected me as a child and I did not know what to do with them. So, but as an adult, I have seen, and it happened, you know, when I was atheist, it was very bleak. It was very, very bleak. Um, and I, I really had to anesthetize it. You know, that's hence the alcoholism and all that. Because, you know, the hope is, when you're an atheist, the hope is in this world. And when this person or event happens, it's over. You know, it happens in this world and that's it. You're not going to have another chance at that. So it's a very bleak, bleak existence, as it should be. I mean, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, wondering where you're going to be when you die and that you're just going to be nothing there's no peace in that. There's no peace in it. Um, you know, waking up now as a Christian and knowing there's people, you know, who are, I love, you know, if they die, God only knows where they're going to go. But at the moment it, it doesn't look like heaven. So it, you know, it, it, but the joy thing I think came it really did come, you know, to let the Lord be, uh, he's the joy of my strength, the strength of my joy. Which one is it? 
I can't remember. It's too Same bad. thing either way. <laughs> yes. Um, he's the joy in my strength. He is yeah. the strength of my joy. Yeah, I never thought about that. It's really an equation, isn't it? It is. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think that's what happened when it, it started happening then. So, to, to you know, to walk through certain deaths and then to walk through, you know, a divorce in later life, you know, a lot of times, I think it's interesting what you talk about emotions. I don't think they catch up with you right away. I think it takes, well, at least for me, it takes some processing. Well, and I'm not even so fast and so back to back. They did. They have happened back to back. So it was as my sister and I would like we couldn't even catch our breaths and understand the first and there was the second and then there was after that there was a divorce, a separation and a divorce and there was you know sadness on the way that happened. Um, and there was ugliness and then there was doubt of the whole relationship for 31 years. You know, I, I don't know quite if the, I've caught up to all those emotions. So I'm using as much writing as I possibly can to work through them. Do you still feel like you're processing the I last like I think six, I, seven, I think so. 31 years? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, part of me, I really was, um, I wasn't mad at God. I was mad at myself for thinking, you know, how could how could you be so blind? And why were you so blind? And why can't you pay more attention to that, this part of this? And why did you believe certain things when it now is all suspect? Um, it, it, I was really mad at myself, and I, I did a lot of kicking and stomping against myself, I guess. But at the same time, after I did that, <laughs> I had to remember who, who Christ said I was. Um, and that during that time, I, you know, I, I, I must be very stubborn. I know I'm very stubborn. The Lord had, I needed to go to certain pits <laughs> so that I would, I would turn to him. I really did. So, I mean, Do I was 39 when I came to Christ. I, I knew I had run out of runway. There was nowhere this airplane was lifting off anywhere after looking at all the other religions and all the other things that I could do possibly. I had run out of airspace, and there was only one true thing. And it, I mean, I know it's cliche to say it, but everybody else says do. He said done. That's so, you know? wow. And that's what changed it for me. Do you it's feel like, like the... It wasn't a work. Do it you... wasn't. He did the work. Sorry, you know. I, I'm like, yeah, um, sorry. no, I'm curious though. What do you think the the holidays, do they feel harder for you? Or do you ever revisit some of the stuff you were just talking about during these times? Like, is it happy yeah. for you? Is it sad? Do you, are you, do you feel like you're trying to find a balance? It's, I, I know I have to admit there are sad times. Yeah. I said, at Christmas time. Uh, yeah. I, I, and let me, here's my little brief in, interruption as a parent. Uh, parents, and I talked to you about this earlier this morning, parents, the, the biggest gift you can give your child, your your adult child, and your adult, adult uh, child's in heart, their families, is to say, look, we don't have to celebrate on this day. You know, it's, it's just a day. We know Christian 
we celebrate Christmas, but we also know December 25th is not definitive. You just stepped on a thousand people's But No, it's true. It's it's true. true. Um, (laughs) But it was one they picked to, well, I'll let other people talk about it, but to compete with the the rival Saturnarium or whatever it was called, the Saturn Festival. Um, So I, I said to them on any of these holiday and now easter is different for me i love because that is the resurrection so i love to celebrate i will have easter if it is by myself and i'm celebrating our lord jesus as a resurrection um but all the other ones i'm like well let's just do it whatever so i found myself on thanksgiving having given you know my children the permission to because they have other families you know, I want them to stay at home on Christmas Day, you know, in the morning um, and not have to race around. But I gave, I, I said, please do this. You create your own memories. I'm not going to be around forever. And which means they need their own memories because time is short with their child. So, you know, I was sitting there on Thursday uh, night. I had cleaned up after. I, my kids, they cooked up a storm. I didn't have to cook anything. Ooh, Although nice. I did cook, I, I cooked two things, which touched me, touched me. I cooked something. Well, I actually found out where the it like lightning. Star. I felt. I actually figured out I didn't have a mixer. <laughs> you made soup though out of the turkey. I did. Maze. Really I, I actually cooked three times. Yeah, okay, look. touch me. I'm a chef. Um, Kiss the cold, baby. <laughs> Single and ready yeah. to mingle. Right? Yeah, really, really. I'm. I just cook up a storm. I cook three times in the year. But domestic. Um, no. So I was sitting around, but I found this great station that played all the old people. Um, and so Nat King Cole was singing oh. to me and uh, Duke Ellington and Ella James. And the, there was also the Rat Pack. They were singing. Um, and Bobby Darren, still my heart, Bobby Darren was singing. Um, and it, I was uh, sitting on my grandma's couch, which sits in my uh, living room. And I just sat there and I was by myself and it was really, really quiet. And I was like, yeah, I am sad. Oh, I, I am sad. And it, it was an interesting kind of sadness because it wasn't only I was listening to their music because they loved my mama loved her some Dean Martin. Oh, my Even gosh. Though I thought I, he was never my fave. Um, I love Danny Williams, but he's a little older than uh, younger than they are. Um, but she and the Frank Sinatra and all that. But it was sweet. So I had this nostalgic sadness for that time even though it was not a perfect time even though I know the Rat Pack had humongous problems um Nat King Cole to me was pretty perfect um so I had that going on and then I thought wow to be to be alone on Thanksgiving evening I'd even have a fire going Wow. You know, so you're like deep sitting with some feelings and thoughts? Just deep sitting, thinking of, and it wasn't, it was just kind of acknowledgement. It was almost like a petting of my emotions. Like, yes, I'm sad. Um, I didn't dwell on it too much. Um, so I don't know. I think I'm still, I think it will always be in process, as you said, with our emotions. But I think that's yeah. okay too. And I, again, mm. I find that and I'm sure many others will find consolation in that because 
like I've said, I think there's this expectation that you have to feel on and happy. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe even during the holidays, I mean, just the life in general, there are those times where you will. But it's also okay if I think the holidays or even Christmas year, it doesn't meet your expectations. Right. And I think there is like a massive consumerist mentality that kind of feeds into right. that. But I think at the end of the day, the togetherness, mm-hmm. you know, is such a huge part of it. And I think mm-hmm. when people are dealing with just the hardship of life, it's it's not always warm and fuzzy as it yeah, should yeah. be. I think it's really honestly and that's okay. a great, I think if it's you okay. think about our, our ancestors, of which you had put a really nice post on social media about I love genealogy it was so beautiful but you think about all the different people who've gone before us um and uh, you know I we sit in my log cabin and it is it's 1828 you think the people were born and died here we've I've talked about that before and the Christmases they spent or the holidays they spent you know I think it's almost unrealistic no, it isn't almost. It is unrealistic to think that only joy is the emotion we're going to feel. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair. You know, what is it? We are grateful for the reason for the season. But, you know, when you put joy on that, and it is a fruit of the spirit, but it is unfair to think that we're always going to feel joy filled right you know in the sense of i'm going to feel holly jolly christmas you know i'm i need to flip on some rudolph the Rindos reindeer to feel better about myself um it, it's not fair to our seasons of life even i'm a, i'm an older woman you know my kids majority of them are out of the house you know i don't have little ones running around you know, except for the snoring dog who's not snoring, <laughs> the farm. and the and your favorite love puppy Luna the cat. Um, you know, I so I I think it's what more could you ask for? Well, that beautiful but, beast of the field. This is true. She is a beast of the field. She is, but I think it's unfair to think that that we're always just going because eventually, 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 we end up. And this sounds pessimistic, but it is not. We end up at a place where we're like, okay, I'm sitting alone in front of a fireplace that's not, I didn't light on Thanksgiving night. Okay, where is, what is my real true joy? Or you find yourself surrounded, but alone in your thoughts. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, I never thought about it. Well, I, it was 2020. Mm -hmm. So at the peak of 2020. We are so ready for 2020 to be done. And then 2021 was an extension. And now 2024 is coming. But I remember I was with my family. Everything supposedly was fine. But I remember we were watching this Christmas special. And I just felt this pent up, like, angst inside. I mean, Mm. there have been, like, holiday parties, festivities. And I remember... Like, I was doing all the things, you know, surrounded by people, but I was so hollow inside. Mm. And I remember exactly why. I remember it was Christmas Eve. And again, I thought, I'm not at that place. Like, I'm not, Mm. you know, when you're flipping through Facebook, flipping through Instagram stories and Mm. seeing people, like, baking cookies and 
I don't know, sitting around their Christmas tree, just the togetherness. Playing I apples to apples. I feel, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel this sense of guilt for not feeling there. I'm thinking, am I not appreciating the people in front of me enough? I'm like, no, I, I'm grateful and I appreciate my family and the times that why do I feel so depressed? Because uh, I do struggle with seasonal depression and the holidays for whatever reason mm. tends to magnify yeah, it. I think it's true. But I remember it was Christmas Eve and I just, it was hard for me to even sit through this Christmas special. And I'm thinking, I always like this. I like, you know, that time and supposedly the warm fuzzies. Mm. And I remember I thought I just need to get out and go run. Amber, it was so cold. It was mm. raining and I remember I just, I went out in shorts and mm. I threw on like a hat or something. I was like, I just need to run. Like I need to just, it was like, I couldn't even be present like with my family because I was so consumed by this stuff eating at me. Mm. And so I remember I was running in the rain. I could see Christmas lights around the neighborhoods twinkling that I was mm. running through. It was like. Is this when you were in my neighborhood? No, this was 2020. So this was Mm. around Wellspring. That's Ah. where I go to church. (laughs) Shout out to Wellspring. Mm -hmm. Um, I was running around that neighborhood. So just small and local. It was pitch black outside except for some street lights. And Mm. I could see the rain, you know, and the street lights. And I remember my fingertips started to go numb. And I just felt this dreaded hopelessness Mm. in my spirit. Because I remember my love life wasn't where I thought it would be. I was talking to somebody at that time and I just... I wasn't getting the commitment I think I was hoping right. for. I wasn't getting the answers I was hoping for. Mm. Um, I wasn't in my career that I was hoping for. I was crushed by COVID and the stuff that had shut down. Mm. I was still living at home in my childhood bedroom. Right. And it was like this list of just expectations where I thought I would be um, that weren't happening. It was mm. around that time too that I think, Boris Johnson in the UK borders closed and I was supposed to be going there in January. Oh, that's so like, right. Okay. It, it felt like yeah. a slap in the face. So I was, again, you know, you're surrounded yeah. by people, by love, and yet I felt so alone in my thoughts and guilty for feeling even that. But I remember this song came on and this was one of the first times that I really deeply felt Emmanuel God with us because yes. the song shuffled onto my playlist when I was running because I was just I was sad I was really Mm. deeply sad and just I felt like I lost the memo all my friends were getting married Mm. getting engaged dating and here I was confused in my love life Mm. my personal life I wasn't anywhere my career or artistic pursuits I wanted to be in the slightest and this song called my prayer for you by um Alicia Turner Hmm. uh started playing And I remember there was this one lyric in the bridge that says, um, it says something along the lines of he's closer than a brother will ever be. Mm. And it's like this song of blessing over you. I highly recommend Googling Mm. it and listening. But I remember there was something that snapped in that moment where I felt this deep sense of everything's going to be okay. Like it's going to be okay. Your expectations Mm. aren't reality right now. And that's okay. It's okay even to experience the deep gut-wrenching feeling of, you know, reflection. Because I remember I was reflecting on a lot, too, of the things that had fallen through in life, like a Mm. breakup. And just a lot that was supposed to happen that COVID crushed and shut down. Even looking forward to things ahead. it, It felt like I was at this standstill, this permanent standstill, and could literally do nothing. 
you know, I could do so much, but mandates and things did not a lot yeah. for it. Um, but I remember when that song came on and I don't know, I just felt this deep sense of hope among mm. the hopeless. Right. And I mean, it wasn't even like I lost somebody to death or divorce. These like really, really heavy things for me. It was my own expectations mm-hmm. and just reality, not matching that yeah. depiction. But I remember feeling just among all of the really angsty, depressed, really hopeless, just numb feelings Mm. that there is this little spark of light. And I remember just, I remember writing about it too. And kind of those second wins you get much like I'll feel in a run where I'm like, I can't run any further, but suddenly it's a spark where I'm like, I somehow I'm still going and I actually feel better than I did. Eight miles ago. And I see that as such a life metaphor because I think there are those times where you think, I can't take another step. Mm. I have exhausted all my efforts. And that second wind comes. And I think you have to cling to it so tightly when it does. And, you know, Mm. so, and I think it's okay to savor it too. Like, because again, I would think in my head, oh, I can't enjoy this because all the stuff in my life hasn't come to fruition. Mm. So until life looks like what I want it to look like, I can't enjoy anything. Like, that's Mm. my weird freakish subconscious thought. Well, no, I think we feel like we have to be true to our, our one emotion. Yeah. Like I need to be true to being joyful because it's hol- it's Christmas and, you know, by golly, I'm going to be joyful. That's so true. You know, it's like, or, you know, I'm sad, therefore I'm going to make sure everybody knows in the world that I'm sad. And, right. and, and honestly, sometimes that's real. Sometimes you can't help it, but sometimes there's a point where you're living in that and you've got to go, okay, why am I living in this? Yeah. You know, but what you're talking about, that, that wind, it, that's Frodo and Sam. It is. But the thing is. I recalled the taste of the strawberry you in the recalled Shire the taste second. of the strawberry in yeah. the Shire. And, and honestly for us, the beauty of Christianity is, is Emmanuel, God with us, mm-hmm. but he didn't walk. Just as a man, fully man, fully God on earth, he died. He he was in the grave for three days. He, he resurrected and he ascended. And now he sent the helper with us, who is our Sam. He's our Sam Y. Ganji. That's he's just like there. So I mean, I, I just switched from being Frodo to Sam all of a sudden. But um, you can do that. But that that's just it. And I think that is what happens. I think in those moments, I think it's okay for us to have these moments because they're, they're just real. You know, they're just real. There are people all over the world who are missing uh, people. You know, we all are. And, and then for us to think that a Hallmark movie is going to make it all better, you know, <laughs> is it's it is a temporary fix. But, I mean, but they can be enjoyable. We can enjoy that. Well, not necessarily me and Hallmark, but <laughs> uh, Netflix had some really interesting, uh, cute movies. But it, you know, I, I think it, to be realistic in it is where we need to be. But at the same time, allow for the mystery of Christ because he always sweeps us off our feet. He really does. And I think in those times you least expect it to, especially when you think that the all-consuming reality that you're going through Mm. feels almost like a death sentence or 
the sense of permanency or just, mm. or even the state of just impending doom, like bracing yourself. Right. And I think it can be hard too, because we're such tangible people. We want to see it, touch mm. it, hear it. You know, we we're wired by our five main senses and God is spiritual. You know, we can't mm. see him with our eyes. We can't hear him. Right with our ears. And I know for me, I think so often, oh, if I could have just like actually seen Jesus in the flesh. And they think about Thomas where he still was like, wait, yeah. let me see the holes in your hands. Let me see this. Let me see that. Like, yeah, there's that, not enough proof. That would be me. And then but, when he saw Christ, what did he say? I, no, I don't need to see any of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think the whole idea of God mm-hmm. with us is, at least for me, when I've experienced the weight of that, mm-hmm. where my it defies my sense of logic and senses and yet I know deep in my soul that he's with me and that there's this sense of compassion yeah you know and that he he is that second wind you know he is. I don't think we always equate it to that but I mean where else can it come from right it's can't like coming up for air up. like a, taking an exhale yeah. finally well you know Randy Alcorn always says don't live in the dot live for the line and I was and then my Sunday school teacher Roger Bailey and I know I brought this up before he says you know we don't know where we are on this this linear linear time frame I don't know if I said that right or not you're good I'm also trying to make sure this is recording yes it is okay 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 we're good Dylan you can cut that image (laughs) bit out but continue but so we don't know where we are um but he always says right now you're in the middle and so I think about Frodo and Sam, you know, no matter where they were <laughs> on the road to Mordor, they were in the middle until the, the deed was done, until the the ring was cast into the fire. They were in the middle. And, and I, I think that is the point right there is, I don't know why this, you, we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, he who lives in us is greater than he who is in this world. So I do think he does bring us that second one, that the smell of strawberries. Man. You know, and and I, I, I it's it's a Christ like fragrance. It is. It's the best. And, and I, I think that's where we ultimately have to land when we're hopeless, because that's only, he's the only way we're going to have hope. I mean, I've lived with, I lived this life, a very long life as an atheist and as a Christian. And I know, you know, the, the Macy's Day Parade is not going to do it for you. Mm-mm. All the things I think yeah. that are tangible too, that we tend to place our hope in, like a person, place, thing, yeah. activity. And those are great. There are things that I think God has wired us up so beautifully mm-hmm. different to utilize these different things that mm-hmm. bring joy. But Ultimately, at the end of the day, all of those are perishable. Everything in the world is perishable. You know, he's the only infinite being that there is. You know, Mm. there's not a limit or expiration date on him. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Now, you think about the real reality of this world, and he's it. You know, the thing that you cannot see, but you can see, uh, witness to all around. And uh, so it's it's just, that to me is the magic of Christmas. It's that little kid feeling, we were listening to their song last night, which spurred off a lot of 
memories, but I remember Christmases when I was young. I would get up in the middle of the night, try my parents crazy, um, and just want to see if Santa Claus or whoever we, whatever we talked about, I guess at that point it was Santa Claus or I already knew. Um, and I would sneak in and turn the Christmas tree on. And this is when those big fat bulbs were there. And, and mom had carefully, she had endured us putting icing on, but the, the icicles on those little tacky tinsel things. Yeah. Uh, but she would go back and pull up, you know, our glops off and just have one on each branch because you know, she, she came from a, a poor background. And so she loved things that, that were just perfectly quaffed. And so I would cut the lights on and inevitably my parents would eventually find me in there. But I, it wasn't the gifts. It wasn't, and I didn't know what I was looking for at that time, but it was, it was Christ because I would just sit there and I would just feel this magical feeling of just wonder and expectation, not of the presence, just that, this, that moment, even then he knew I would need to remember that moment because it was just pure, pure hope and joy. And it wasn't about a thing. Oh, it was about him, you know, a person. And, and I, I had no idea at the time that's what I was looking for, but that's, that was the feeling I had. The childlike yeah. wonder where, you know, there's, you feel the intensity of there's something so much bigger. There and is it's, something so much bigger and I it is that. way more important than the Barbie dream house. Right, yeah. right. The Mary Kate Nashley <laughs> yeah. with the convertible. So I, I think that is... Uh, the way we do it. And see, we do it with laughter. Yeah. And we do it with tears. It's very Ecclesiastes, you know? It is very. I think it is. I mean, I think that, this whole year has been Ecclesiastes. It is. I think that's why Ecclesiastes is like my favorite. Yeah. yeah. One of mine. Yeah, I love the end. Fear God and keep his commandments. It's pretty clear. <laughs> We've done that before. But so, so what is the moral of this story then? <sighs> of Christmas, of our merry, merry, merry Christmas. To wrap Christmas. it up in a bow. <laughs> to wrap it up in a real um, bow. And our great efforts to wear red yay. today. Yeah, we're really yeah. branching out. Yeah. Well, I feel like you wear red and you wear bold colors. I'm black yeah. and white, black and white. Well, the red Sometimes scarf. a splash of coral or green, black yeah. and white. Uh, <laughs> The moral mm. of the story is, I'm going to ponder this for a moment. I'm not going to be good at making it neat and tidy. Because hope isn't like a moral. No. Is it? It's a feeling yeah. and a way of life. Well, it's Enjoy. love, hope, and faith. And of these, the most important is love. I think that's how the scripture goes. I mean, uh, I, I think there's something moral about hope in a way. You think about it because it's the offspring of a holy, morals are offspring of a holy God. That is really true. And oh, we're so, getting mere Christianity Yeah. Here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Part two. And you think about it. It's no, but really. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. I mean, the hope is in there. The ultimate fruitcake. Yeah, of the ultimate. 
is hope. You know, the, I mean, Jesus gross Christ. Little gummies. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. That is, you that's know? it. That's the icing on the cake. That you wrap is, things up and conclude them so much better than I can. I'm like this. Or maybe I, I paint over them, but I think no, when we paint over them with, with God's word, then yeah, that that's good stuff. That's good <laughs> stuff. Wow. Yeah. Let us know in the comments too how you feel today how the holidays are for you yeah. is it have you have you struggled any this year mm. have you felt yeah. lost have you felt hopeless have you had to just feel feelings and yes. things are you joyful you know how would you actually say you're doing this year mm. and what is the one thing you're gonna do that's hopeful yeah which yeah. doesn't always equate to a feeling either. No, it's it sometimes pressing into it, even being among people when you'd rather socially isolate. Right, that's true. You know? So Taking what time, is the one like, hopeful thing you're going to do that may be outside the box? Yeah. And that, that brings a little bit of that mystery of that Christmas morning when you were young, you know, if, if, if it was a good memory, you know. I love that. Yeah. So that, that is it. That's Merry, it. Cheers. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.